Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we discuss the two greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies. Sometimes achieving outstanding pairings, but other times gives ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. Two of us are here every week with you. I'm one of them. My name's Joe Hilliard, and I'm, of course, joined by the lovely <laughs> Dave Gurney. I like that you you added lovely. I don't sure. think you've ever done that. Thank you. That, let's keep that in there. And the also lovely. Oh. Yeah? Yeah. Do I get to be lovely as well, Joe? Yeah. That's, you're the also lovely. Oh, oh, my name is Kaylee Diaz. Yeah. Oh. Hello. It's yeah. going to be a great day because Kaylee's here. <laughs> it always is. Fact, I, th- I think our episodes become like at least... 88% more peppy yeah. and fun, fun when Kaylee comes. <laughs> like the, she brings the energy, she brings the fun, and she usually finds ways to poke needles in our little pretentious balloons. Hey. I, 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 I think that's exactly the kind of guest we need. Um, you know, I think everybody's ego needs a little like puncture <laughs> occasionally. Uh, ours for sure. But ours I'm, sure. I'm excited to be back. I always have so much fun. I just turned the pep on for here. Uh, just so you know, I don't think my kids or my husband would describe me as the peppy bubbly one, but if I can be it for somebody i'll be it for you guys oh kaylee brings the pep i brought a little beer to get us started here we're gonna be talking a lot of chocolate in the first half of this episode so why not a chocolatini flavored stout enjoy the silky sips of chocolate and irish cream flavors in our new chocolatini reserve stout inspired by a beloved dessert martini Irish cream and chocolate flavors are shaken, not stirred, into this luscious imperial stout from a brewery we have had several times on the show, 903, out of Sherman, Texas. Kaylee, you were pointing out that uh, they helped us out with food pairings. They I don't did. have any of this available immediately. I mean, I'm a little disappointed you don't have uh, rare stuffed mushrooms. Not today. Oh, I had those last a night. Spiced <laughs> chocolate mousse, at least. No. We're going to be talking chocolate, the evolution of chocolatier. So why not be decadent with our chocolatini? Decadence. Yeah, Joe. I, th- I think uh, you, you, you have uh, achieved one of the better, at least conceptual pairings. Oh. In, in a couple we've of had, weeks. Uh, yeah. In a long time, I'd yeah. say. Months, maybe. Well, I knew we were doing Wonka, and I knew we needed chocolate in our beer. Smell that thing. Irish cream, it says, and chocolate. I'm smelling both. Mm. What islands do you think these cocoa beans come from? <laughs> um, they might have some oompas, maybe some loompas. <laughs> this is 13% ABV. We're, we're starting off strong here. Well, you got to start off strong, right? I think because um, we, we have a, a, a movie with a lot of weight on its shoulders, I feel like. Because this is something that uh, has been talked about since the project was announced, I think, you know, a couple years ago. And it's going into a territory that I think a lot of people hold almost sacred mm-hmm. i'd say right and and that has had a mixed history in terms of others trying to enter into that universe and maybe not doing it as well as some audiences would have liked of course folks i'm talking about the new film wonka uh starring uh timothy chalamet but who i want to say like boy wonder timothy chalamet but he's like 30 years old now right and, yeah, and i probably but he still plays this he comes across so youthfully okay so this i'm glad that we're okay yeah, I'll, go I'll for wait. you, you want to go intro? into the, this is part of your critique a, he is the it boy of now yeah and i mean we did bones and all last year dune we th- like he he's been in some of the big 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 art films yeah and call uh, me by your name call me by your name um and and has had obviously blockbuster success with dune and now with this huge musical adaptation well not adaptation but reimagining or uh an Prequel? imagining of wonka's origin story in a sense we are seeing a slice out of Willy Wonka's life that predates the film that we're all familiar with from the 70s, mm-hmm. 
where, you know, of course, Charlie Bucket earns the, uh, or finds the golden ticket, gets to go to the factory, ends up getting Willy Wonka's factory. And, and Gene Wilder, of course, I mean, I gotta say, like one of those indelible yeah, kind of performances that I think many people remember him most fondly for. This is a big wait, right? When you're picking up something like this. The story essentially is Wonka as a young man has been traveling the world to learn all of the secrets of chocolate making that he can and brings them back to try to make his way in a very tight chocolate market Mm -hmm. that is controlled by a small cartel composed primarily at at its head, the same villain from uh, our story in uh, the, the 70s film. Slugworth right. here. The Slugworth factory is the one that's the most, anyway, leading the charge against him. And, but they're all in collusion. And it's, it's about him trying to overcome these obstacles that these other chocolatiers are putting before him to make his way in the world, to make his name. Of course, he also gets entrapped in a sort of uh, scheme to essentially be rendered into indentured servitude for perpetuity, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, th- these people have been trapped by a character played by Olivia Coleman. Scrubbits. Scrubbits, thank you. Scrubbits and bleaching. And bleach. Scrubbit and bleaching, <laughs> bleach yeah. Yeah. Olivia Coleman here, um, and, and a whole game cast full of, you know, not just Chalamet, but Coleman. Um, of course, you have. Uh, Oh my gosh. Keegan Michael Grant, Key. Keegan Michael Key. Sally Hawkins plays his mother briefly. A ton of British comedy luminaries, like people who are getting to, you know, BBC series and whatnot are going to recognize names like Matt Lucas. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> who I always love. Oh yeah, you right? see his face and you start laughing. Um, so it's a very British film of sorts, but also very much a musical, right? Mm-hmm. Front and center. We, we start out pretty much with a, with a song and dance extravaganza. Yeah. Peppered throughout the film. They break into song, they fly with balloons, all of it. Yes. Um, Fantastical as all get out. And as we've mentioned in the lead up to this, I think Mm -hmm. when we were talking about doing the film, this, of course, is being made by the same writer, director behind the Paddington movies that we uh, have looked at and really enjoyed uh, in the past here. So family-friendly, kind of crowd-pleasing films in this guy's track record. And now uh, here we have Wonka. Paddington 1 and 2. Right. Reviewed on episode 209. Thank you. Thank you. And Paul King, the director, is the star of this for me as I go into it. I don't you think so? Yeah. Give, I don't care much about the, that Chalamet is in the lead. That doesn't get me to the theater yeah. or that they're even remaking or prequeling Wonka. It is I want to see what the director of Paddington 1 and 2 did with this material because I love those movies so much. I saw the first Paddington. I didn't see the second Paddington. I really, the thing that got me here wasn't the actor. It wasn't the director. It was because it was Wonka. Okay. But I really loved the author of, I always say his name wrong. My son and I discussed it. It's Roald. Rolled? I don't know Rolled. that I'm saying it right, but I, I've I've always said Rolled Doll, but I don't know that that's the correct. I always think it's Ronald, and then I'm like, no, there's a letter there's no missing. End. No, no, it's end. not Ronald. There is but, no N. But but what I do is I end up dropping all the other letters except for the N. So I'm like, it's Ronald. Doll. <laughs> Ronald. It's Ron. <laughs> like Ronad. Yeah, Ronad. But it's, it's never it's never Rolled. <laughs> I loved his books when I was younger. I remember wearing the BFG out. I just yeah. remember tattered dog ear pages. <laughs> I think I stole but, it from the library. Yeah. 
oh, that's childhood. I want to go see that. And again, it's like, I think the pull for a lot of the audience, I agree with Joe, what, what he's saying that I think Paddington has, it, those films have developed a kind of reputation only boosted by the, the recurring joke in uh, um, the Cage film that the, the oh, um, oh, we're Pedro Pascal. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. got us to watch Paddington too and take it seriously really? was, was, was the a joke scene in, in there. There's a joke in the film that kind of like <laughs> unlimited <laughs> waiting of my being. What? what? Is that what it's called? <laughs> You're getting close. It's like unlimited the, the, the something of something talent. eternal sunshine. <laughs> What is that movie called? I'm not going to look it what up. What are we doing? The Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, the unbearable weight what? of massive, massive talent. talent. Oh, Jesus. Wow, that took us what way too What has that got to long. do with Paddington? Well, they, they have a, there's a scene where Pedro Pascal, who's playing another character, he brings Nick Cage to this island. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember the premise of the movie. And, well, they and have part a bro, of how they bond is they that they watch the movie Paddington 2 together. Yeah. And they both, yeah. And, and yeah. Caleb, might I say that if you've seen Paddington and enjoyed it a little bit, watch Paddington 2. It is superior. Yeah. I it, mean, we're all kaiju all the time. I was just debating <laughs> introducing Aramis <laughs> to Pacific Rim last night oh. because I need a new kaiju in mm-hmm. my life. And he hasn't behaved well enough to go take him to see Minus One yet. Okay, you got to go in the theater. I know. Well, we're right now we're Get watching. That kid behaving. We're watching Mon- <laughs> uh, the Legacy, the Monarch series on um, oh, Apple. Yeah, yeah, we're, okay. we're watching that right now, and I heard understand that that's like a ten year precursor to this film. Oh, so um, okay. I, and I actually really I like that. The I do recommend. I do recommend it. I'm only halfway through right now, but I like it a lot. Okay, Wonka, <laughs> Wonka, the Amazing Chocolatier. Yeah. Did you know I was in my high school production of Willy Wonka? No, I was. What did you play? Did, yeah. I mean, an Oompa I was an Oompa Loompa. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right the ensemble. That was an ensemble. It was part. my freshman year. It was my first play. I was just excited to be involved, but instead of being orange and green, we were like pink. Is that because you couldn't like procure enough orange I makeup so. to do? I think so. I think we had we had orange wigs, and okay. then we had these jumpsuits that we wore, and then we had these green sleeves that we would wear. So we just had to be these weird colors, I guess. Yeah. I was a new Olympa. Wow. So I'm all hyped up on this movie because I'm curious. To, I'm a director follower, as we all know. But then I start reading a lot of critical success. It's got five star reviews and some, you know, uh, publications that you might want to pay attention mm-hmm. to. So I had high expectations. I even said last week on After Hours, I'm looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Were my expectations met? I'm, I, what are you? I, I want to hear what you're building towards here. This is quite a setup. He was, um, he was pretty quiet at the theater this time. I didn't laugh out loud he much. Didn't. It is a comedy that isn't, for me, a joke. I chuckled throughout mm-hmm. it. I chuckled throughout it. I did mm-hmm. not guffaw one time. <laughs> yeah. No, I might have guffawed one time. There is a scene where Wonka tries to inebriate a zoo security guard, and it's done through <laughs> no, I do silhouette. Like that he... That he- it's essentially, uh, you know, well, drugging. He's, yeah, he's giving he's alcohol to this guy yeah, with yeah, yeah. no sexual intent. Right. He wants right. to knock the guy out so they can go steal a giraffe or yeah. go milk a giraffe, I think, at that part <laughs> of it. That's right. What is life? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sentence you just said out loud. <laughs> and that was a thing that I laughed out loud about. But otherwise, like, you could see the joke. I, I could see jokes telegraphed that didn't hit hard for me. Yeah. Olivia Coleman. I love Olivia I love Coleman. Olivia the Coleman. favorite. Come on. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that they were utilized her really well. Oh, she had I, ugly I teeth, her. I, and, I, and she was like um, Annie. The what's her name, Miss Harrigan? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, kind uh, of yeah, that, that oppressive figure about. of the yeah. people that are under her indentured servitude, contractual right. obligations. But until her potential love interest, the henchman, her henchman, uh, dons the leader hosen in a 
plot point that would take too long to describe. I didn't laugh yeah. at what was clearly a comedic performance. I'll stop there for now. What'd you guys huh, think? Was this a funny one? I wouldn't call it like it didn't have me laughing out loud throughout, but I found it charmingly silly most of the time. Okay. And and I found like Coleman, I thought her performance was really good. Now, is this a demanding role for her? I don't no. think so. But it's fun to see her do a more comedic sure. kind of accent and, and you know, really kind of chew the scenery a bit because that's what the character kind of calls for. I thought that the the guy, Tom Davis is his name, who yeah. played Bleacher, I thought did a really good job. His voice, is he's got that oh, like yeah. he was real gross. gravelly voice. We, we, <laughs> uh, Kaylee and I saw it earlier today at the IMAX theater and his voice was rumbling. I love that. It was that was so very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was like getting one of those seat, those paid for seats. I mean, I feel like I'm going to end up coming out saying that like, like, people are going to think I love this film and it's incredible just to counteract what you're saying because I think it, for me it charmed me enough as it was going along that I stuck with it for me I was actually glad that Hugh Grant wasn't in it any more than he was I thought that like that was about the, the exact amount that I wanted that Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa character in the film yeah if it had been anymore which I was worried early on I'm like ooh is this going to become like a huge presence or other? but it was nicely like okay it comes here then a long space where we don't have to see it okay right. and then it comes back because it's kind of unnatural and weird what they've done with the he was you liked favorite it part you liked it yeah. see isn't that funny I'm liking the, the stuff the CGI it wasn't rough like you could see the tape the scotch no, tape it no. was just a strange concept just a that I enjoyed decision. seeing the, the scale that they decided to make him I, that, that was something I was, I was going to go into because that that was one of my biggest things that I was concerned going into this film. I was like, okay, what are we going to do with Oompa Loompas? And then I saw that, you know, what the credit was coming up for. I was like, cool, cool, cool. How are we going to do that? But then to um, emulate um, someone with dwarfism, because you look at the proportions of his body and they made someone with dwarfism and then just put his head on it. And yeah. I, and I kind of, have, it just, if you're going to scale him down, just scale him down, my guy. He yeah. doesn't. No, I, I thought that that was a choice. That it, I mean, yeah, choices. It, it wasn't a Homo sapien at all. So it, it was yeah, a different no, kind no. of thing. I enjoyed Hugh Grant. I will give a full review of Love Actually, which I saw <laughs> on After Hours, BeerInTheMovie.com. That wasn't part of this. Patreon.com slash BeerInTheMovie. I watched Love Actually, and I love Hugh Grant. And I, uh, in Paddington 2, he, he steals the advice. show. And here he is with the same director, and I enjoyed it. Um, so I had mixed feelings on the movie just okay. because in the, in some scenes I went from like, okay, but there was a kid kicking my seat today. We were in IMAX. Joe, what um, the hell? No, I mean, I, I have to do with I it? turned around and told the kid to stop oh, twice. Oh, did you? Did you? I, no. no, twice. And I made okay. sure I did it nicely. And I was like, honey, please don't kick my seat, please. And I said it twice. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a gentle parent the shit out of this kid. <laughs> yeah. And I like looked and I got up and I looked at him and I moved my seat over yeah. and I, reposition because i curl up in those seats like a freaking house cat i got my legs <laughs> up on this side i got my extra sweatshirt i don't know if i'm seeing it in imax just made it different but i feel like the cgi was messier on this uh -huh. than i expected oh, interesting. it to be i think the it's the, a heavy cgi movie the backgrounds though well like there yeah. was like when they were running up the tree i feel like i was like it oh, caught my eye to the point where i was like oh my gosh oh, like why are their feet like i didn't of, notice you know, that but yeah but there were there were just a couple breaks I really hoped that this was going to be more in the spirit of the Gene Wilder film, mm. where there was more practical effects that we were going to yeah, see. Yeah. You have so many TikTok famous chocolatiers right now. Why didn't you get them over here making some weird chocolate stuff? They get to promote it. You get to, you know, get people at a Kaylee, discount. This is, I, practical I, effects. I like some of these things that you're suggesting. But I did like it. I, I liked it. But in some scenes, I went from going, 
I could really go home right now mm-hmm. and I would be fine and like Joe uh-huh. could just fill me in on the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then a moment would happen where I'm like, oh my gosh, like the music swells and all of a sudden. It's pretty good, pretty good songs in general. It, it, they it did, they, it they bring back, back, obviously, they bring back the Oompa Loompa song that's in there. They I just bring like, back Pure Imagination that's in there. When the flute starts, he goes, no, once the music stops, it, 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 it nope, look, I'm yeah, going, it's I'm happening. dancing. Yeah, it's <laughs> happening. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> that made me giggle. Um, and, and the new songs even, like fit in with it well enough and it, like it mm-hmm. feels but it it feels different than that wilder film i i will agree it's cleaner it's crisper it's very but the story is much more complex than the it is the yeah. you're right it's doing some complicated we've got the, the church plot. covering up for the cartel <laughs> right right and then we've got the long lost niece of slug oh right slug worth yeah. yeah yeah i always say slughorn from harry potter <laughs> yeah um and that orphan guy, child reuniting with her mother at the end Yes. Is going to make me cry. Yeah. It did not make me cry. Yeah. I, you I know, did not connect with the emotional arcs that they were going for here yes. much. I agree. I don't, I don't think they gave her character enough time to really develop a true attachment as an audience with her. Like she was more a sidekick to Wonka's character yeah. than she was a character of her own. Right. Um, so I agree. Well, I she felt, was also his stakes. Yeah. He had made yeah. promises to her. Right. He had, yeah. She, she is what gives him the motivation to do the thing that he would never do. Give up making chocolate for a moment. You right. know, like that. Yeah. I get it. I get her as the character that they made her, but it didn't allow that character to develop enough so that when that scene comes with her mother at the end, like I didn't, I, I agree with you. I should have choked up at that scene. It didn't do it for me. The scene where he sees his mother in the crowd. That got you a little bit. A little bit. Okay. That got me a little bit. Did not. Uh, <laughs> Did not. It is a musical. I love Sally Hawkins. She, all she has to do is like, like show appear on screen, and I'm like, oh, I love this woman. I disagree with you, David. The songs, the new songs written for this, you didn't like, are it? not going to stand the test of time like the original. You know, uh, I don't know. Film that, did. Maybe. And Timothy Chalamet cannot sing. Huh. It was good enough, but what are we going for here? Uh, are we going for a full-blown thing? I don't know what actor you replace him with, because he is the it guy and the hair and all. Okay, he's young Gene he, Wilder, he whatever He won it is. me over eventually. I had misgivings early in the film. There were some choices that he was making in his Wonka performance. There were a couple, and I meant to make a note, but there were a couple lines he delivered and just like a certain, where he got like yeah. agitated and, and almost angry for a second. And I think he was trying to do that Wilder thing where Wilder got a streak of anger. In Wilder him in that can film. change like on a dime, right? From like sing songy happy guy to like creepy, stay the fuck away from do you this think, guy. Do you think if you go back and rewatch it, your opinion may be different now that you know like what the full realization of his maybe character I would. Is? I, I would certainly because be curious to he watch. He won me over early, and it was honestly because he couldn't sing. I was like, okay, so this is a guy who's like super smart, super wacky, mm-hmm. this and that. He doesn't have to be a Broadway performer. But they're putting the on a Broadway show. No, but they're the not. Singing, they're putting the on a Wonka. They're putting on a Wonka production. Yeah. It's your character really could be like less in tune. There are characters. Right. Think about La Carlotta in Phantom of the Opera. Like her yeah. character is supposed to not be un- like she's supposed to be an awful screechy soprano. Yeah. Right. Like, is that, is that right? I'm trying to remember now. Who knows? <laughs> you, you'd know better than La- I do. La Carlotta. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have to be perfect for me. He can be quirky. His voice can be a little off. What bothered me is that you could tell. For me, it felt like you could tell that it was very much not them singing in the scene. Oh, sure. Where, yeah. Pre-recorded, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's a musical. Yeah. We're doing a full production. The it works. But the way that their diction was, like, it sounded like, oh, like really wide open yeah. vowels. And then 
their mouth is like <laughs> you can see what that sound is different yeah. you could that's how mm. you read lips interesting but throughout the film it'd be like cutting off the ends of of words and like but your mouth didn't your mouth didn't do that uh, i like the close. gag the first time where the one of the three chocolate makers in the cartel can't say the can't hear the poor. word poor yeah. i like that the first time i liked when um uh me uh michael What's his name? Help me. Michael Anthony Hall. What is it? Michael Keegan Key. Oh, Keegan. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key. <laughs> he just gave him every name. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall to Keegan Michael Key. All right. Let's uh, go. I liked that he gained weight because yes. he had received well, a bride of a. How do we feel about that? I like the. I mean, I kind of. If you got eat a lot it, of chocolate, you gain no, a lot of weight. You had me on for the whale. I'm just saying. We talked about fat suits before. It's true. It's true. I think this is an exception. I think because it's the gag. The gag is. The gag is he gained weight. You can't find another actor that looks exactly like well, him. Well, that now that I'm not even talking from a casting standpoint. I'm just oh. saying, like, is that a joke that we should make? That the thing, the downfall of the corrupt, or the way that we see the corruption of the cop grow is that he grows in size i mean like i think that. if we did it in any other way it would just be put like any other book any other movie yeah. it could be like I oh this it. thing horrible thing well, you know you could have had his teeth rot out you could you could have like said you know like with, with the I chocolate that, that's you too close have. to wonka the other it doesn't, wonka. Bo- it doesn't bother me at all but nothing does yeah <laughs> I, I don't try try not to be affected by things i'm supposed to be offended by he gets a bribe of like a hundred tons of chocolate and clearly he's eaten it all in yeah. two weeks and he's gained 150 pounds. And every time you see him throughout the film, he's right. bigger and bigger. And well, bigger. it's like, I mean, That's the funny. chocolate functions for him much like heroin or something. I mean, like right. he's cannot be satisfied. The more they give him, the higher the dose he needs. He's, I mean, it's an, it's so an interesting. I bring up two jokes. I liked to say a movie that is supposed to be funny. That isn't uh-huh. very funny for me. And a musical that were the music and the singing's not that great by the lead. It did not hit for me. I liked it just fine. Will I watch it again when it comes on streaming and it's free for me to do so? Probably. Yeah. But this one was a disappointment for me. I'm not disappointed. I will say that this movie almost feels a little nostalgic for me. Even if I say, if I'm saying like the CGI doesn't match up to what like my brain says, like a a childhood film should feel like. I think the content is close enough. I think the the storyline I'm familiar enough with that I can Mm -hmm. find something to connect with. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again, but if it comes out and like kiddos are on the couch mm, sure. and we need something to put on, I'm not going to be like, no, you can't watch Wonka. That movie was so bad. <laughs> right. I'll be like, cool. The you know CGI what? was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> I don't even know who that director is of Paddington. And you want to watch the Nicholas trolls Cage? again? No. <laughs> Back to Kaiju. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell them no, but, and I'd watch it like half interested, yeah. but I will say, so I, I think out of the three of us, I'm the most positive. I still don't think this is a great film. I think this is a very good family film. I think if you're a Wonka fan, I don't think it will agitate people the same way that the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton one did. I feel like that one really, me too. I mean, like I didn't like that one. That one felt wrong. It felt like a weird misstep. Now, I may go back and look at it someday and decide I've changed. But at the time, that one offended me. This one does not offend me. This one, I thought they did enough in there that I enjoyed. I did, as I already said, I liked the music, obviously, more than Joe. Um, I, I thought it worked well, and I agree with what Kaylee was saying, that I think that some of the rougher singing styles in there, you know, Chalamet's included, they don't mess with it for me. They work for the characters, mm-hmm. part of the characters. I am curious to see it again, if only because I didn't get to go with my family. I wanted to go with my family, gotcha. but it's just been yeah. so busy. We haven't had time, and the only time I was going to be able to make it was if I went by myself. And I went in a pretty 
empty theater. So yeah. it was it was me. And so I'm curious to see it with a crowd, see it with my family, see how they react. I have some predictions for I think they'll enjoy it. I think my girls will enjoy oh, I bet. it. I bet. Um, but I'm curious to see that. So I, maybe I'll report back in a future after hours, at least how I that goes that. if I get to that. Yeah, I do want to make sure that I do get to say because like I just I just lightning in my right. brain. I really liked that they took some of the really key moments from the old Wonka mm-hmm. and didn't put them in in a really, I think, obnoxious way. Yeah. Like, instead of the fizzy drink, now we had the chocolates and now we've got the people hover, floating. Po- they were, yeah, hover yeah, chocks, yeah. yeah and yeah. They, we, we had these different things that were – they had to make sure he wasn't a redhead because at this point he was Fred and George Weasley rolled up into one, <laughs> just going around doing magic tricks and yeah. punking people. Like, yeah. oh, don't worry, I gave him a chocolate that – He's going to start with champagne and then white wine and red wine. Then I love that. Yeah. And then bur- or whiskey and then yeah, port. Yeah. That's some Harry Potter shenanigans. Sure. Like mm-hmm. if he was yeah. redhead, he would have been a Weasley. <laughs> but um, I like some of those really big iconic scenes um, that, that kind of, like I said, they weren't super in your face. And especially there's one song and I think it's when they were going to the library and it's one of like the original songs, but, but okay. twisted up. Oh my gosh, that like moment, that that's moment. that's when I was there for Wonka and I was all nice. in. And then I got bored again. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. there were moments. But it gave you enough of in. the moments that you were but like, the okay. The key okay. moment, the connector moment is when at the end, yeah. and he, he has succeeded, the cartel like, is, is declining, and he says, and that's when you hear um, Pure Imagination. Right. Okay, I was like, is that the right one? And I love that song so much. Yeah. And okay, here we go. It's even though it's Timothy Chalamet singing it. And they go to what will become the Wonka factory that we see in That's the 71 it. film. And it's and, the same and, one. And they're imagining and it's it becomes the same. You see like, all of the pipe work yeah, and the yeah, river yeah. and everything yeah. that this you want to see. This movie was just too long. There was too much extra stuff. I could have I could have done without. You know, and it's like, rest. okay, so we're talking about children's films, but let's talk about Wes Anderson or let's talk about Paul Thomas Anderson or a director that I follow religiously. And, you know, when. I have, know who one of those are. When I have a Paul Thomas Anderson, you know who that is. Is he related there to will Wes be blood. Anderson? They're not no, they are. No, but they came out. We'll talk after hours. But they, they were, their careers launched at roughly the same okay. time. And they, yeah. I'm, usually I don't interrupt, but I just thought I'd no, go ahead and throw that one out there. I'll like, allow the interruption this one time. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's all. <laughs> we said there will be blood. I've seen that one. Here, ring this bell I've when you interrupt that Yeah, that, well, that's Paul Thomas Anderson. But my, it was like my ex-boyfriend's favorite movie. But anyway. if I saw. Uh, you like to drink your milkshake, right? <laughs> brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> if I see an I amazing you can't Anderson mash film, up Paul Thomas Anderson. Pick the Anderson. If I see an amazing Anderson film, yeah, Paddington too, and I'm waiting for the director's follow up, and this is it. I'm disappointed. It is a ten compared to a six. And that's just kind of discouraging, but I'll be there for the next one that he puts out, I yeah. promise. Hey, a six would be a ten with the right lighting. <laughs> Wait, was I was I viewing the film with beer goggles? Is that what you're Well, you didn't have a brood of children behind you kicking you, so I that's mean That's true. I was in relative comfort compared I'm teasing, to you. I'm teasing, teasing, teasing. It wasn't the brood, the brood was the next aisle up. That's why I handcuffed my children's arms and legs when I took them to the movies at that age, because I never wanted that's to have the way to do it. That's the only way to do it. Ooh. I I'm I'm always hesitant. I've I've taken my youngest. He's five now on the spectrum. So sometimes like rules don't really uh maybe they apply. They just don't always stick. Right. Um. So I'm always worried about it. But he's been so good. We actually took him to the theater theater uh-huh. for the first time, and he went two nights in a row. Oh my god! Same show back to back. Uh, my older son was was in Clue. For the, oh, his first cool. high school production, we were so excited. Wow. And oh my gosh, my youngest was amazed. I was like, really? it's like a movie, but it's for real. And uh-huh. your brother's going to be in there. And oh my gosh, 
this girl need my older son in the crotch and he dropped on stage like he got like in assaulted the, on in stage the show? in the show and that was not part of a choreography no 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 it was okay. it, it, it was clue i thought it was an accident she confronts him <laughs> you stepped on my line right i don't know my i got a good looking teenage boy like he's got enough girls that would probably do him dirty for something at this oh, point i'm sure okay but no it was on Writing it was this down forever it was part right? of the uh part of the performance and my my youngest was just like oh no <laughs> but other than that it was very very That's good funny. so he's good at theaters as well i'll oh, let you finish cool. your spiel sir uh my spiel is over uh, a comedy <laughs> that didn't hit for me a musical that didn't yeah. hit for me uh a little underwhelming by director paul king with the material that should have been robust and filled with opportunities to shine interesting yeah, yeah I, I could see a better version of this having been made so like i said i don't think this but is how? a perfect film i i think about the tone i think that there's something about that wilder version of this character and that and maybe it's the role doll writing of the novel too that mm-hmm. like the way that character comes off in that film is very unique i can think of almost no other character that really does that and i think they captured a bit of it with yeah. this film at times but not as perfectly as i would like to have seen like if, if yeah. you really could have brought that wonka spirit into it i i but i don't know how to do that i think if you tried to ape wilder's performance too closely that would have failed and I, so I think it was smart that they didn't go that direction. And just, when they do, it fails. Uh, the the line, the classic line, um, I won't get it right now, uh, but the punchline is, no, that in reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reverse, oh, I, thought it, it. I mean, I yeah. thought it was cute. I thought it worked. So I right. thought it was a wink at the audience yeah, of the older, yeah. older so, thing, but it wasn't executed well. So I want to, maybe, maybe we're coming at it from different perspectives <laughs> because like, I'm just, I'm just wondering because we don't always agree on films. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we know that. We. That's fine. When I think of what this movie is, once I fully conceptualize that this is a young Wonka. Yeah. He doesn't have that shit down yet. He's figuring no, it out. He's not, yeah. he's not angry yet. He's, he's still doing his first sets at the open mic. <laughs> he's at the open mic right now he's saying the this shit, getting it oh, wrong, and he's oh, figuring it out. Yeah. And when he gets a rise, oh, wait, that got a laugh. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll put that in. Yeah. So that's, I think maybe that's why I'm okay with this guy not being polished. He doesn't right. sing what, like. A, the, the one thing, okay, and, that, and I feel like. Oh, we're the, Kaylee, but, but, you just changed everything. That's not I, a bad point. I like, no. Did I really? Yeah, it's a great point. I can see it again. I think that's a great. <laughs> I think that'll help the second viewing for me. But also, it made me think the one piece of connective tissue I would like to have seen them try to make is because there's no sense by the end of the film why he becomes such a recluse. Because the, the story of right. is, you know, he hasn't encountered people. But right. this film is all about how indebted he is to He's people going and his relationships with people right. and the girl and having this, you know, sort of. And so I'm to believe that he cuts off all ties with this girl who he had this great investment well, in not the and brought to her mother. That's going to be movie no, not two. The well, there you go. Is that they're leaving I, it open because they want the oh, because I never believed it. that Wonka was 100 percent truly an introvert recluse. Like he opens it up, he invites people well, in, like the, he needs to pass it on. I think in in my imagining of this world, if I'm going to get lost in it, I might as yeah. well get lost in it. Sure. If he loves people and he loves chocolate and he wants to make all these things, and that's great and that's awesome. That's the story. And then some shit's going to go down. <laughs> right. And then he's not going to trust anyone. And that's right. what, because Slughorn has it, or not Slughorn, Slugworth, Slugworth yeah. worth, he didn't try and steal any secrets this time. Not this time. And no. that's the beef between the two of them is that he was sending spies. Right. The You're castle right. has to You're be right. built first. Yeah. The factory has to be built first. And then the espionage and then the betrayal and then the shutdown. Right. And then we're to Charlie. Right. We have at least a trilogy coming out of this. You know, we had uh, someone needed to say that this is a very bold criticism for a very 
young potential audience of late stage capitalism with the cartels and oh my the, gosh. keeping it away yes. from the poor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, he wants to just charge one, what's it called? Sterling. Yeah. Yeah. Sovereign. Uh, one sovereign. sovereign the, the, mm-hmm. the, the poor will be able to get chocolate because yeah. it's only for the rich high dollar. Right. Uh, let's, um, dilute the chocolate so we have a secret storage where we're controlling right. the prices like a diamond mine right. it's there was some stuff there it just ah, i wouldn't mind correctly yeah i don't know and I, that was a fantastic well it, it, pun I, about the diamond <laughs> oh man honestly i zoned out for a second because i just had a full um hallucination minorly about the fact that uh, Willy Wonka is actually the child of the the monster from The Shape of Water, <laughs> and that's why he's so fucking weird. And they lived on the boat. There you go. Was because Daddy lives in the river and sense. she was in that's the boat, bad. and so that's why he's not quite fitting wow. in. Wow. So yeah, Shape of Water is actually the prequel to Wonka. Okay, it is. thank it you. Is. All right, well, <laughs> tie it all together. Yeah. Is anyone drunk? Uh, we um, had started with this thirteen percent uh, chocolatini from nine oh three. That I've got to tell you, I imagine myself at the best restaurant slash bar in town, and I've had a three course delicious gourmet meal. Dude, where are you eating? And now it's time Cat to just have a good dessert beer, and on the menu is a chocolatini imperial stout. 13% from 903. I would order this in a second. This is delicious, but I only want one. Mm. When you say from 903, it sounds like the year. And I'm like, damn, that must be expensive. <laughs> These are old recipes, folks. Is, over, is it an over area millennium? code? It's aged a thousand. Uh, I think it is their area code, probably. I asked yeah. a co- 903 out of Sherman, Texas. Yeah. I'll look yeah. that up. So I was at, recently at a vendor event for, for Chaos for my art business. Uh-huh. And there was a guy that was like set up like two away from me. And his business name was a number. And it was three digits. I'm like, oh, people in Texas are like super proud of their, their area code. Okay, cool. Hey, is that your area? It's a Bible verse. <laughs> I walked away. He didn't talk to me the rest of it. He he actually came to my my booth, my yeah. vendor booth. It was a whole weekend event. Talked to my husband oh. in front of me. I was like, "Sir, this is my business. Hello, I'm here." Okay, where is it? Wow. Nine hundred three is a area code located in northeastern Texas that covers Tyler, Longview, okay. and Sherman, Texas. So, Asterisk, yeah, not a Bible verse. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> what do you think, David? This I, is delicious this, to me. With this beer, I'm actually gonna. I have Cloying. a little bit more. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's a little too much for me. Um, it's it's a little too like uh, when I took my first sip. It, this is no knock against them. I think they're actually doing what they're saying they're doing. It comes across almost more like a cocktail to me than a beer. There's an alcoholic note in there, like an alcohol note that I get that, and it's not barrel aged, so it's not that coming through, but it almost has like the heat of a uh, mixed drink. Yeah. And I think the chocolate, it is a little too sweet for me. This is one that I would, you know, you're right. If you like a dessert beer and you're looking for a dessert beer, I think this is a Delicious. definite option that you want to head to for me it's just a where my palate is these days this is a little too much and i think there are some dessert beers that maybe have a little more balance to them i cut the sweetness a little this one a little too heavy i like how for we're me. all burping while we're talking i know right? doing, <laughs> i just i look around i'm like i think we're all burping right now well, uh, I, oh, I, p- I picked this too. up two hours before we recorded at the grocery store looking for a chocolate beer. As a man stood in the aisle guzzling a four-pack of it no, in front I, of me. I, I picked it up. And he couldn't stop burping. No, what I picked it up hot, uh-huh. hot off the shelf, hot. not the refrigerator. Yeah. So I came home and stuck it in my freezer. Okay. It's pretty cool. To chill it's, it yeah. for here. Did you wrap it in a paper towel? No, but I forgot that it was. In. <laughs> this is being served way too cold. 
Oh, you I, think I so? I poured it way too cold. I've been oh. holding my glass on purpose, trying to warm huh. it up. Oh, thanks so for the heads up, friend. We got another beer coming, of course, and I'm going to keep this here and let it get warmer and no, taste it again point. for a second review at the end of our next series well, maybe, of films. Or, yeah, we, we can talk about it then, maybe even after hours. I don't know if I'd say too cold, but it would be interesting to let it sit and see yeah. how it gets when well, it warms up a little. Yeah. I mean, if you gave this to me uh, at a party, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is beer. I would think it was a cocktail mm. kind of drink. I would assume it was more of like the martini kind yeah, of. Yeah, like a chocolate Chocolatini. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's bad, but I don't like beer. I've got so. martini glasses if y'all want to convert over there. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm holding, my, warming, I'm warming it up right now. So tell me who wrote the Wonka books. He wrote a ton of stuff. Oh, no, he did. He was, I mean, he's like basically Shel Silverstein. He was like pumping stuff out ridiculously. And, and one of our favorite filmmakers, David and I's anyway converted several of those into a series of short films that you can find on Netflix and that's what we're going to discuss. Oh shit. I didn't realize when we get back. And we're back. We are back. Welcome back. For- the roll doll episode of beer in a movie get this yeah. rolling well that's right i mean the 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 cinemas are hopping now uh with the, with those sort of holiday crowds right i mean this wonka was a film that was made for that we're going to these christmas parties and if you're going out and celebrating the holiday season you have all these breweries putting out their seasonal beers and what we have here today is a brewery that we just had recently on the program actually for the sixth time so that this is uh number seven for us this is of course spetzel brewery and their shiner line of beers this is the shiner holiday cheer ho 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 it is an um, ale excuse me <laughs> brewed <laughs> not those kind of hosed kale come on um Lame. A- ale brewed with peaches and pecans they also note that it has natural flavor and caramel color so keep that in mind, folks. Uh, but this is one that a lot of folks I know around here, at least in the state of Texas, look forward to its arrival on shelves. It's one that I try to have a little bit of each year, but this is uh, some of my first this year. So I'm excited to share it with uh, you and, and Kayla here, Joe. What style of beer is this? I think it's probably an amber in its base. I don't know if it says specifically. It's hipster flavor. It's hipster flavor. <laughs> Sorry, I got it in between hiccups and burps. That last well, one def- got me. Well, since when is <laughs> Texas get peach known on the nose? Yeah, yeah. Since when is Texas known for peach being a part of a well, holiday? Tex- I don't know. Well, Texas peaches are a thing. Frederick's People do get excited baby. about some Texas peaches. But I hear what you say. They aren't necessarily associated with Christmas. Nutmeg, cinnamon, those kinds of things. Well, uh, I hope this beer brings us some holiday cheer. It smells like baby food. Do it. (laughs) I mean, the peach is strong. It's definitely got the peach on the nose. Full review after we discuss. (laughs) Not one, not two, not three, but four films. Well, they're short films. By uh, a guy that we do like, Kaylee, Wes Anderson. Right. Some of us yeah. like. We're about to find That's out how, how deeply that, that goes. <laughs> and uh, in earlier in 2023, September, in fact, over the course of four days, Netflix released four short films by the gentleman uh, whose uh, Asteroid City we 
reviewed earlier yeah. this year. Right. Let's see. How should I do this? There's four films. One of them is about 37, 38 fil- minutes right. long. The others are all around 17 right. minutes long. And I will tell you the titles of these films. But I guess the noteworthy kind of pairing here is that they are all films that are um, based on Roald Dahl short stories. You beat me to it. I just wanted to, you know, g- give you the assist there because I know you're looking up these titles. The long one. And I imagine that the one that probably has been viewed the most because it most resembles a, a longer film is called the dun, dun, dun. the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. It's also the first one that comes up when you search your keyword yeah. in the search bar. What, what, what was it that oh, you no. searched? Well, he hasn't exposed the keyword yet. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were building up to this dramatic reveal, and I was trying not to steal your oh, thunder. No, I, I hadn't said the name you Wes Anderson yet. No. Oh, Wes Anderson, yes. Maybe you yeah. did. We'll, we'll know when we re-listen, but okay. I'm pretty sure you hadn't yet. Okay, the 13%. <laughs> listen, it's Henry Sugar, right? The wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Then you've got a short film called Poison. Then you've got a short film called The Rat Catcher, or just Rat Catcher. Yeah. And then you've got The Swan. Right. Now, what's <clears throat> interesting about these films immediately is that he's built a few of his kind of repeat players that we've seen in many of his films. You've Pretty got small set. Ray yeah. Fine, and you've got Ben Kingsley, mm-hmm. and you've got... Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Well, he's a newbie. He's a newbie to the That's right. scene. As but, I, yeah, right. Dev Patel is returning. Dev Patel is who I was going to go yeah. for. Yeah. But here's Benedict Cumberbatch entering the Anderson verse. Where, where he fits re- of course, very nicely. Of course. He was born for that. Uh, R- Richard Ayoade, um, who... Does he show up in any other Anderson before this? I don't think he did maybe he was a voice in something but i heard I, he's a jerk in real life is that right i don't know but i, like I the, loved him i well i love him but i heard he's a kind of a dick like the it crowd yeah. I, I always like that we quote it all the time at our house it's like a regular occurrence it's a funny one that's one where it never caught on with my wife so i would watch it here and there but yeah. she would never want to stick around if i no, it was it, so. it was one of the bonding moments with my uh, with my older i was like hey come watch a stupid show. i'm not seeing that he was in any previous anderson films but he was in paddington too yeah so mm. that's right hey well look all, at that it's all connected absolutely so how do you want to do this do you want to do the plot summary of all four films or do y'all want to go in declining order um, rather ascending order of preference because i can tell you which one i like the most or which one i like the least we can start there in length and in time spent okay so we'll start we'll spend the most time start with with the longest film that way way we get the bulk of the discussion out we get out the fluff and then we can just hit the facts on the short ones the wonderful world of henry sugar like i said is about 37 39 minutes long and it is ray fine Appearing as Roald Dahl. Right. And you see his workspace so and you see Ray Finas. Oh my God. He's a hot dude. Dude, I don't know why. I'm sorry, Anthony. Um, I don't know why. why. He's got an intensity. He's, all, he's on my, like, if I had a hall pass, he'd okay. be one of my hall Ooh. passes. I'm going to write down hall pass. You know, I actually, and I don't, I am not a theater person. I mean, I like the theater, but I'm not a true theater person. But he's one of the few, like, really famous actors who I have seen in a stage <gasps> play before. Oh, is that right? Yeah. When when we were in London uh, for our honeymoon, oh. a friend bought us tickets, like, as a Not to downplay your honeymoon. I was just like, oh, we got a honeymoon in London. <laughs> Hey, we scrimped and saved for that one. That, and that was before <laughs> kids, so we could scrimp and save. Just <laughs> teasing, just teasing. But it, but anyway, it was a really surprising thing because I wouldn't have bought those tickets myself, but he did. And it was a really interesting experience. Dark play, but he was wonderful. So I, it was it was cool yeah. to get to see him. I'm, and I'm, But I'm surprised to hear that he is a hall pass for he's, you. Like, he, I think he's great. Him and Mads Mikkelsen. 
Oh, that I get. That oh I my gosh. totally I don't get. know. I don't even... You know what? You put Mads Mikkelsen and Ray Fine together in the right lighting, and you might think they're the same dude. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that's what my hall pass includes. I'm just saying <laughs> that like, it was a one or the other situation. <laughs> Two for the price of one. Uh, okay, so Henry Sugar is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> and he... Benadryl okay. let it go, let Cucumber. It go, let it go. Anthony Michael Hall makes an appearance. No, I'm going to pull um, up the meme. What are all the this, uh, this short film for 37, 38 minutes is packed. It's so uh-huh. dense with story. It's an onion story. It starts with Roald Dahl introducing the story. Right. Fine, introducing the story. Benedict Cumberbatch finds a book in his father's library. Right. Then we go into the contents of the book, which is about a... Um, M. Dodd Khan, who has learned how to see without using his eyes, and he is like a carnival performer or a, a, but a, that's, a stage that performer. itself is a story being that's narrated story. by another character within that who's written this. Supposedly, yeah, and then account. that yeah. story is over, and it goes back to Henry Sugar, who says, "I want to learn how to read without using my eyes right. or telepathy or." I don't whatever the word is, so I can yeah. count cards. Like I can see the card before it's turned over and win big at blackjack. He does that. He wins big at blackjack, but then he's he's unsatisfied after spending years learning a technique which is basically meditation to to be able to see the cards before they're flipped. And he decides to make a yeah a, a philanthropic a, a, kind of uh, organization organization that's going to fund orphanages, orphanages and hospitals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The story's irrelevant. It's all about style in this film. It's it's well, Wes Anderson pulling every single trick that huge. we love. And but then you know, remember in Rushmore, the best Anderson film, where they have the uh, the curtains, the curtains open up. It's that on steroids, and yeah. it, it is sets moving in and out, and nods to the notion that we are watching a production right. with seeing you know the, the areas outside of the screen. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, Henry Sugar, Benedict Cumberbatch is driving in a car with a rear projector, but you see the projector. And but you the camera's see far the, enough from it that you, you can, can see, see the, the outline the, the, of the, the inner yeah, yeah, workings. Yeah. And that happens over and over and over again. Oh, it's totally, yeah. There, I think there is an obsession in all of these with this sort of like revealing the processes behind storytelling. And the idea that we're reading a doll story. Right. And uh, so you get the he says and she says, which is Dev Patel, the main narrator here, uh-huh. saying, he said, while looking at the camera. Yeah. I went to the store, he said, and he yeah. looks at the camera. And now, you know, you're, you're constantly aware that you're watching a production. Right. Much like the Anderson film that we um, did before Asteroid City, as I stall the while French I, Dispatch. The French Dispatch, yeah. where you see a lot of these same kind of elements breaks in the third wall. Yeah. Fourth wall. Oh, I'm tipsy, Dave. I'm tipsy, Caleb. Get that first beer, well, my so, guy. Yeah, I haven't eaten is, lunch. It's, I will say, you know, this is this is a very interesting approach. It's like an experiment almost. It like, is. Good point. How can you bring across a story in a way that you haven't? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen anybody quite do this because these are, yes, film adaptations of the stories. But they're also kind of just readings of the stories in a certain yeah. way. Like you said, Joe, a lot of it, it's, you know, we're getting it through the voice of some narrator who's not the actual character. But then sometimes we will drop in and there's somebody who's sort of representing the character. At the, least. That was one of the few moments that I actually liked in this yeah. where it was like the narrator was saying something like where he said, she said, or yeah. he, they, the narrator would say the line for the person. Right. But the person's like mouthing it. Yeah. Or I thought that was cute. 
Um, I don't like Wes Anderson. Okay. I'm so sorry. I don't, don't like I don't get it. it. I don't understand. I feel hmm. and and I was trying to explain this because like before I come over here, I either rehearse like five lines that I think you'll think are funny. Okay. Or I go through some theories okay. with my husband or my son, whoever's available. I see. Okay. They're, they're your audience there. Yeah. And, I'm like okay. every once in a while, I'm like, does this sound crazy, my guy? But like da 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 girly pop. And he's like, Yes or no, or whatever. I don't like Wes Anderson. But I think in theory, I love Wes Anderson. <laughs> I love the idea that you've got the camera too far back and you see the projector screen. Uh-huh. But just watching these, and I watched all four. Uh-huh. I say all four because I watched the fourth one here in Joe's apartment right before this started. And I watched it at 1.5 speed, which you can do on your cell phone. And, <laughs> Not on my TV. And, yeah. and I skipped a little bit because, honestly, I was I was just so bored at that point. You which one were you watching that the way? The Poison. Okay. Poison. Okay. I feel like that one should have been a gift more. On paper, it seems On like paper, something you should like. It's If you describe the scene to me, if you described, uh-huh. we're going to tell this super simple story, but yeah. we're going to make it really intense. I'm like, yeah, like Now, I, Kaylee, I don't know if you probably, I'm sure you listen to every episode, but you may not recall. No. <laughs> that when I only we did, listen to episodes that I see the movies I, of. That, believe I'm me, so I, sorry. I get it. No, but when we did Asteroid Spoilers. City, one of the things that I said is that get in the comments, I, tell us I am so aware, and I think I said it with French Dispatch, how particular his films are and how i mean you could say pretentious but they're just in what joe said they lead with their style in this way i'm like man i wouldn't have the guts to make films like this because i feel like i was going to turn off 80 percent of the audience and i would capture the other 20 percent and they would love me i feel like there's a lot of alienate it's precious it's so twee and and like perfect and like the little i think i almost feel the opposite okay okay like fundamentally hold on what do you mean because i understand david's point of view completely sorry very very precious false artificial yeah the 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 time that i give to making sure that the sky is perfect Mm -hmm. in in asteroid city is precious the symmetrical okay. framing sure. so, so i get it so i get it <laughs> like the the perfection of it i get so it. that but that's not what chafes and, you and, and that's i not love and i you. love some of it like i will say like i love for for a different flavor i think oh my god i hope um like with edward scissorhands when it's all like perfectly lined up yeah. and it's mm-hmm. symmetrical and it's yeah. great and I the can, colors in the sky same, but i don't great really example. like edward scissorhands but i like oh. i like all the other things but yeah. like but it's another one where I'm like, okay, look, aesthetically, I get it. And I like looking at the stills from the films. Mm-hmm. I think they're very pretty. I think they're very balanced. I think they're they're fascinating to look at. And when you explain the concepts to me, I like it. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it and there's just, I, I don't know what it is because I really want to like it because I want to be able to relate to folks and be able to like, yeah. I love friends like Anderson. it. Yeah, oh I my gosh, you. I'm so like edgy and cool. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the perception is. I think is it's, either. I think Wes Anderson fans are the opposite of edgy. I think it's, I, I think know. it's like they're elitist, maybe erudite. Like maybe that's of, what I'm thinking of more. So I don't, that's what, that's where my head goes. I, I feel like almost a little bit sheepish, sheepish and ashamed how much Wes Anderson stuff speaks to me because yeah. I know how precious and you know particular it is but what i love about it is he has this way of blending the melancholy with the joyous with the silly with the and he gets these interesting performances kind of deadpan general but like moments of real emotional heft get thrown in there i mean there's some moments i think in henry sugar where sugar as a character which is sort of built initially i think very cleverly by doll this is you know i give credit to doll as this sort of like self-absorbed rich guy, basically, like here, here he's one of those people who's just set dressing. He's one of those people who's there, and you and don't have to. Everyone really... else is just dressing. Yeah, isn't that isn't that the line in the? Well, something that, all the all the other men are just 
stage dressing or yeah maybe decoration yeah but the idea that you know here's this guy who he doesn't really care about at the beginning but he becomes a really important you know like a benevolent figure and somebody who you could actually respect and i think it's a it's a lesson on meditation yeah lesson on perspective shift and like somebody being able to grow and mm -hmm. somebody being able to change it is (laughs) i think it's just such a simple story there's only so many things you can take from it so when you pick what you think what flavor works for you Uh, you're automatically Against oh, the next film, bro, and you guys get to argue. Anything simple about this story, but I, I mean, will mind, or I will tell you, Kaylee, since you probably didn't listen to the episode, since you didn't watch Asteroid City. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. Listen, when we did Anatomy of a Fall and Radical, we knew nobody was going to listen to that because well, nobody's seen those movies. But I do love. Uh, the but episodes. hopefully they do, and then they come back. To the sure, sure, sure. I sure. love the episodes that I do. Well, listen Anatomy to. of a Fall, they're going to see it because it got so much. It's getting a lot. It's, of it is praise. getting a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't Kay. even know what that is. It's uh, this past like con <gasps> film festival. It's a French film, and it just like a got a bunch drama, of golden globe. I'm gonna get more into that scene. I'm gonna start paying attention. To it got the, a bunch of golden globe. I'm gonna Titan is a movie I think okay. you would like, but make sure the kids aren't. Around. <laughs> All right, we're getting way off track okay. here. Um, <laughs> I said in my review of Asteroid City that I'm ready for Wes Anderson to come back around to Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and give us some human stories. Uh-huh. Ready for him to retire. And but but I was gonna. <laughs> ask you kaylee have you seen rushmore no okay it's the most and bottle rocket, i talk all this smack and i'm like no i haven't no, seen bottle anything. rocket and rushmore are his first two films okay but bottle rocket was first rushmore second rushmore is the first one that i saw i went okay. back and found bottle rocket once it was available to see there is style and you can okay. see a young filmmaker that, where he's moving you know yeah. if, when you go back and watch them but they are the ones that have the most human stories and they are my two favorite yeah now since then i've been on the wes anderson ride from okay. the beginning yes and you have seen a progression of style but i would also say that there is often substance but you have to find it through the style, which you're Gosh, enjoying cinematically as, a, as an audience member. If that's not your cup of tea, if it's kaiju all the time, no, it's not I kaiju totally understand. I, I totally I understand why this I might joke, not I be joke, your I thing. Joke. By the time I get to the end of anything that I've experienced where it's like, this is a Wes Anderson film. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, you should watch this. You're going to love it. This is this is. If what you want to be in the cool kids club. If you want to be in the cool kid club. I'm with you. By the end of it. And I feel like I've said this for a couple films that I've been on for now. At the end, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, that was a, that was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get to the end, I always feel, I will say, from my experience, like, Wes Anderson films do always have a ni- nice little bow. Yeah. It's like, this is the problem. Here, like, if the problem is the box, we put the thing in the box, we close the box, we did it tediously, we told you every step we did. <laughs> Basically, if you... Admire the wrapping of the box. Admire the wrapping <laughs> of the box. Look how symmetrical. The lighting, and the, it's yeah. primary colors, and it's this and it's yeah. that. And Jeff yeah. Goldblum's there for some reason. <laughs> but then it's done, and I'm like, maybe I don't have any conflict, so I feel like I'd have nothing to think about afterwards. Like, I'm like, oh, it's done. That yeah. chapter's closed. See, yeah. I thought that this was just jam-packed with not only fun onion peeling story yeah but so many fun yeah visual cues well uh, when uh at some point henry sugar when he understands that he has this power to read cards uh-huh. 
my say read cards, I don't mean count cards. I mean right. he can see, see through. the card right, right, yeah. because of this meditation practice that he'd done for years and years. She's and years. not your ex that's a Scorpio that reads tarot or anything like that. <laughs> no, this is a tarot card reader that can tell you what the card is before they flip yeah. the card over. And so at blackjack, that's going to be great for you or poker yep, yep. or anything else. The lovers, else. great. Is the lovers a good one? I don't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. My sister's the witch. You should ask her. <laughs> okay. yeah. Wrong white girl. I'm trying to think. Of I can a tell joke. you what. I can no tell joke. you what planet <laughs> is making you sad, though. I have two nose rings, so I'm qualified. Okay. It's Earth. Earth is making you sad. Earth is the yeah. planet that's out of alignment. That, I stole that from a meme. Nobody comes to me. There's nothing right. happening on Jupiter, <laughs> so nothing happening on Uranus. <laughs> I, I don't know where I was going, I, and I, I want to get us back to well, where we were because we got three more films. You love the layering of the story. I did, and so, so like the visual cues of the X-ray machine. Yeah, the visual cues of the prop master coming in and putting the bandage. Oh, okay, so this guy that can uh, read yeah. without can without using his eyes right. goes. He's a carnival performer, yeah, so yeah, every yeah. time he gets to a new city, he goes to the best hospital he can to get his eyes completely bandaged by a professional so that when he does it you believe it right i just thought it was so inventive and cute and fun and uh, a filming of a stage play but presented as a film but it's also a stage play i love that about the last dispatch in the um the french dispatch yep that's what i said the the, uh-huh, the black yeah. and white uh-huh. uh which one was that the the, the, uh, one the about tv the play? program yeah. yeah i love that then and i love it now i loved this in fact yeah. This will probably be my go-to party movie for the first quarter of 2024. <laughs> Just what? on, beautiful, volume down, well, captions you said on. The, the, the images you Okay, could look volume at. down. Yeah, you got to yeah, there, yeah. and I was like, okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I, I imagine myself watching these often while I cook. Just yeah. 17 minutes so that I can watch my second favorite one. My first favorite one was Henry Sugar, the longer one, moving us along. My second favorite one was Poison. Really? Where it's 17 minutes and it's uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Dev Patel and Ben Kingsley, a cast of three. He thinks he has a very, very poisonous snake snake, on him and he's been laying there for hours Still trying to just wait ben for Kingsley it to go. plays the yeah. doctor, and then they've got to figure out how to solve the problem. And when the problem gets solved, there was no problem to begin with. I thought that was cute and clever and fun. Yeah, that was maybe my least favorite. Is I, that I, think, right? I do agree with you that I think Sugar is my favorite. I, I feel like there's a lot going on there, as you said, like the kind of nested story structure. I enjoyed that. I liked what they did with it because it actually paid off in some ways. Like, I love the way it wraps up. And it's Dahl as the storyteller, the one who's writing it, kind of commenting on why they can't use the name, you know, why they can't use his real name. Henry Sugar is a pseudonym. And, like, they they don't want to reveal his name. And it's just interesting because it really does make you think about the choices one makes when one is telling a story and how they present things and what they're willing to put out there and how they put it and out. And I believe that Henry Sugar has a genuine character yeah. arc going from Cad right. to, you know, yeah. hero. And, and Cumberbatch is great. So that I, I really... Uh, Cumberbatch was incredible. Really, really enjoy Henry Sugar. Um, I think probably after that, Ratcatcher is is my my favorite. Next That's my favorite. least favorite. Isn't that funny? And part of that is yeah. is part of that is Ray Fine. I mean, he right. as the Ratcatcher is <laughs> so gross. Yeah, but so perfect. It's uh, a gentleman so. that hires uh, a pest control, and yeah, and, and, that was Henry my favorite. Fine shows up, who may be half rat. Yeah, to kill the rats, you, you but also rat. <laughs> also uh, reveal his aplomb and how he kills the rats. Yeah. That was that w- it was a fun one. It was my least favorite. Interestingly, it was my favorite. That was your favorite of the it four. It was my favorite. It See was. how much we have to talk about when it well, comes to so, Wes Anderson. Absolutely nothing. Okay. And from there, I think I, go, I think I go to the Swan, <laughs> and the Swan I think I would have liked even more 
if I thought there were some choices, like I don't understand exactly. They don't want to have as many of the characters represented. They never represent the two bully kids, really. Right. That's they a, only speak about them. That's a story you know, about a, a young man who's bullied by being, two boys. Exactly, and right. Swan gets killed while he's a bird and the, enthusiast. And, they, and even though it ends with a climactic, the boy turning into a swan, essentially, for uh-huh. a moment, they don't show you that. And, I'm, and I don't know why. Minimal. I don't know why he chooses to hold that back from us, because that could have been a really beautiful moment. And I think one that the story earns. And so that was frustrating for me in that one. And I, and like I said, I think my least favorite is Poison, but maybe because it's the most subdued of them all and the most like kind of felt like it was trapped in one I space. I felt Poison that had house. the most genuine tension in it. I felt like I had attention. I felt like it was just like a very short problem that should have been dealt with in a much shorter period. <laughs> well, that's time. I'm like, couldn't they have at least pulled up the blanket to see if the snake was there? No, or it would have woken <laughs> up and killed him. Uh, but but at that, I mean, I don't know. Oh, I just yeah. to to me, I'm just like, look, uh, emergency responses in that situation. Like, even regardless of what the situation was, they yeah. were available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're over here. We're talking to them, and now we're here, and yeah. now we're and now it's conflict. Um, with the swan. Uh huh. Okay. Are you familiar with the children of Lear? No. Okay. What, what's the children? So of there's a very specific line, um, in the swan and it just had my brain go on a tangent about like, Oh, well, you can't, you can't kill a swan. They're protected. Or they talk about okay. everything that's protected or they, they talk about them being protected. It's yeah. An English the two story. bullies, the two bullies are just killers and they want to kill anything and they, well, there's a swan. They're going to kill the, it. All and the, the boy swans says, belong no. to the queen. All oh, of them. Okay. All of the oh, swans, the dolphins, the whales, the sturgeons. And this is, wait, this is a thing from a story called Children of Lear? No, this is England. This is a true thing. This is England. Okay. All of the swans, and, and I may forget some, so if you're faster on Google than I am in memory, that's fine. But it's like dolphins, swans, whales, sturgeons, and I want to say there's one more animal. But they were gifted to the Queen of England at the time, which was, I want to say in the 1800s, because there was such a oh. poaching problem that these animals were all deemed to be protected and protected by the crown. So they were gifted to the queen. So recently when Queen Elizabeth passed away, all of her animals that technically belong to the crown then passed to King Charles III. And he has to accept responsibility for all of these animals. Mm. But that made me think of the children of Lear because there's the Celtic story about swans, which is one of the original stories. I'm like, hey, swans are really important. Huh. It's an English, Scottish, okay. Irish story, but we can get into that on After Hours and then for sure. Gl- Gloria Vanderbilt. Back in episode 77, we did a full half hour, half up an episode on What Would Jack Do? The short film that oh, David yeah, Lynch yeah, did yeah. Oh. Right. with him and a monkey. And a monkey, yeah. And I was curious, how would we do four short films in roughly a half an hour? Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, it's as a completist, my biggest question is, when Wes Anderson's new project came out on Netflix, which I could watch in the comfort of my own home any time that I did, why did it take me two months to get there? I never heard of this. Yeah. I hadn't heard of it until we we brought it up in chat. Well, it's again, he's a very niche guy. I think like I think Netflix kind of knows we'll push this to the people who care about his stuff. Sure. And they don't and worry I do, about but getting- I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I started watching the Henry Sugar one, I think maybe the day it came out. Okay. But I remember it was one of those things where I tried putting it on late after I had, thinking it's a short thing and I'll just like watch it late at night. You had a couple chocolatinis. Probably 10. Yeah. 10. You'd be, you would be dead. (laughs) Dead. So I was laying there dead on the couch. (laughs) I had a poisonous snake and I needed something to kill some time while I was waiting for the doctor to get there. No, I put it on and I started falling asleep during it. And I think it was just like, 
the tone was a little too dulcet. It was a little too mild mannered yeah. in a way, which is Anderson's thing. He's never going to be bombastic and loud. And it, Maybe so, that's my problem. So it kind of just it, it lulled me to sleep. And I and I thought, OK, I'll get around to it at some point when I'm feeling like right. more engaged. But I just hadn't. And so putting it on the docket for this week meant that I had to make the time. And I'm glad I did. I, th- I, I totally think, am glad that I did. I think if you're an Anderson fan, yeah. I, I think you're really going to like it. Not necessarily Doll, though. I mean, I think it captures World Doll really nicely. But I don't know if people who just love, you know, Matilda and the BFG and Willy Wonka and so would <laughs> would BFG. like this necessarily. I think you have to be an Anderson fan. Oh, without a doubt. There's so much inventiveness you know, with the scenes shift. Yeah. You know, there's collapsing sets and retracting sets and uh, meaning that like a dollhouse, the set falls apart like around. That. It's yeah. it's like so that. inventive and so much fun. And you're seeing a guy having fun. It looked like Anderson yeah. had so much fun making it rat, very fine, especially in the rat catcher. You could tell he was having a blast. Yeah. I think that was your problem with uh, Chalamet in the first one. I don't think he was having fun. Now that I think about it, I think Gene Wilder was having fun. I don't think Chalamet was having fun in that role. That's interesting. Like, there wasn't a true enjoyment. And I won't take it away for too much from this discussion. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of connected for me. Huh. He wasn't he was having fun. I just hope, David, that before the episode's over, you sing the r- line that you wrote, Kaylee and I, in our <laughs> three-way chat. Sure. I'll, 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 I'll sing, sing it at it the for end. Me. I'll sing it at the end. Okay. It'll be, it'll be oh. our closer. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yes. For these four, I just wish they were one thing. Yeah. If I, if I'm not going to, as a non-Wes Anderson uh, devotee, devotee, I was, I wouldn't have taken the time to search out more. Yeah. And when I searched it on Netflix, when you put Wes Anderson in there, it first comes up with um, the longest one. Um, sugar, Henry sugar. Sugar, yeah. And then it comes up with Swan, I think. Uh-huh. And then another movie entirely. A different movie. And then something okay. else. And then something else. And hmm. then the next in the, yeah. this installment. I think as a consumer that is not a Wes Anderson film goer, if you are trying to it's capture... confusing to get them all. If you're, if you're trying to capture a new audience, this wasn't Pokemon. the way to do it. This wasn't a well, collection. It's, yeah, it's interesting to me that they didn't make it a collection. You're right. Which, on The way episodes, they classify it right. on Netflix, it's like four separate four, things. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is Without why, any shared title. It's not like Rolled Doll Stories, colon. That, you know, that's yeah. why I was finishing the, them here, was because yeah. I, I watched one and I, I was thinking about it. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure they said this is like four... Four, but they're shorter. Yeah. But there's nothing else listed. It's like I'll check real quick because I don't want to show uh, up and look well, like those are the an only idiot. four Anderson works on Netflix. If it helps you, but yeah, yeah, well, no. But there, like she said, but there's I, other I, things yeah. coming up in the Lost in, in the, Translation in the, was right up there. That's not his yeah. film, but, but I guess there, there was one called The House. I don't know. Is The House? I, I looked at it to make sure I didn't miss a fifth. Yeah, yeah. It, that wasn't his thing. Yeah, but no, it, I, I started a couple claymationy close to what he does when he does the animation. I like some of it. I like it in well, theory. I wish I liked it more. So you're sitting there on your couch. Maybe you have some downtime over the holidays. You, you throw on one of these Wes Anderson Road, Roll Doll adaptations and you go to your fridge mm-hmm. and you think, what seasonal beers do we have left? Do I have any of that right. Sierra Nevada celebration? Sure. Do I ha- maybe have a bottle or two of the uh, New Belgium Jubilation? Well, look at this. I have a Shiner Holiday Cheer. And it is the holidays. And it is the holidays. Why don't I crack one of these open? Happy holidays. How does that work with... The Roald Dahl story. Do you think this is a good beer to pair with it? It's a hard pass for me, this beer. Really? I didn't enjoy this one much. Um, You've had it before, though, right? I'm or sure not. that I have. Okay. It, it, the, the peaches aren't my go-to thing. Okay. Although, in years past at the Bammies, uh, that one peach... Well, I think you, peach uh, sours peach ha- have, sour gone wetter, with, have gone better for you. Yeah. No, this wetter. one is not <laughs> Maybe screaming too. the holidays yeah. for me. It's that peach inclusion, I suppose. Mm-hmm. 
I wish I, think I could be more articulate, but it's way too late for that. I smelled it and then I spelled it on your computer. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> and then I didn't drink any. On, on purpose so you didn't have to drink any. It, it smells really bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You didn't like the odor of well, the aroma. I don't, but I don't like fruit. So we've talked about, uh-huh. like, I, I, I'm not a peach person. Like, yeah. the, strong, the strong fruit flavors I'm not about. I smelled it. It doesn't smell like the holidays to me. If you put this in my face and we're like, hey, what does this smell like? I'm like, uh, like yeah. Georgia, Alabama spring break. I don't know. Where do they grow peaches? <laughs> Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. One of those southern yeah. states. Southern. That's yeah. not Texas. <laughs> I'm going to be the apologist for this beer. I like it. <laughs> I, I think that uh, it's not a beer that I want year round. Sure. It's, it's one that I'm happy kind of just comes up around Christmas and I'll have a couple here or there. I mean, I'm happy to share them here with you. I have a couple back home in the fridge. I bought a six pack so that, you know, sure. brought a couple here. I'll have those over the next week or so. And, th- and that's enough. That's going to yeah. be enough. But it's definitely, it's a pronounced peach note that's there, both in the aroma and in the flavor. I think if you're, if you're turned off by that and it doesn't have the sourness to balance it off. Right. I don't think it's over the top sweet. So that's a saving grace for it for me. The pecan, I don't know if that comes through as much. Not at all for me. I think overall, this is one that I, I, I enjoy enough to have when it comes around and that'll be, you know, good. I don't, I don't need this year round. I just pictured if we had Wonka vision for burps. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I smelled it. Oh, <laughs> wow. The, the peach is there, right? It's so there. And it's like peach it, and pastrami. It is, it, it is fucking Jack Black over here. Like peaches, 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 peaches. Oh, peaches I, I did watch peaches. that. I watched, uh, I'll talk about that now. I oh watched my it. God five times a day Oof. for the last oh yeah i don't have that age group in my Kaiju home and mario and mario wow. anything chris pratt I, i've literally painted mothra and mario for my son's room now oh you know the best part kaylee about beard a movie what is it the conversation doesn't end just because the episode's wrapping up it doesn't no we're on instagram facebook all the places that you would expect us to be we are Hashtag? there Hashtag BAM, B-A-A-M, okay. big B, big M. And we're also on Discord, which I know that you're at, Kaylee. Yeah, I am. You join I'm us on Discord. Discord. If you're you know at Discord and you can't find beer in the movie, the conversation continues. Just hit us up at those other places and we'll send you an invite. And we'd love yeah. to have you there. It's you a can, lot of fun conversation. You can tell me my opinion's wrong on Discord. <laughs> that happens often. <laughs> or more likely than not, somebody's going to be like, finally, somebody, somebody splashed some cold water on these Wes Anderson uh, fanboys. so nice. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna talk so much shenanigans after this. That's okay. Uh, we've also mentioned after hours. That's yes. patreon.com slash beer in the movie where for five dollars a month you'll get a bonus episode every week and some the sneak preview of what's happening next week. That's where we've landed with that. Oh, a sneak peek. Yeah. Sneak peek. And uh, if you wanted to know what we're doing next week, we're usually discussing it there on After Hours. And then over on our website, beerandamoviepodcast.com, where you there's a merch store. Christmas is coming up because of curated episodes of, like, for example, the Kevin Smith stuff that we've done. Oh. Or fill in the blank of your favorite director. Probably Wes Anderson list in there. I yeah. bet that there is. <laughs> He's probably not on I my bet list. That there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's more than one Anderson? <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. We're going to get all into that in after hours, Kayla. We're going to educate you completely and uh, probably with one more beer, maybe, and uh, go to after hours to listen to that. You know, this has been a rolled doll house of an episode. Until next time. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure inebriation. <laughs> 